Baba Kama Daf Ain Aleph. The last thing we're discussing was the Mishnah on Ain Amud Aleph. It said if two witnesses said that he stole and two witnesses said that he slaughtered it, we believe both of them and he would have to pay times four times five. And we said that even works according to Rabbi Akiva. Then we discussed if a person stole something and sold it on Shabbat or to Avodah Zarah, he would still have to pay the times four times five. And then the Braita said Patur, and we discussed that Braita was talking about a situation where the person was Hayav Mita with the sale. And with that, we're going to start Ayn Aleph, Amud Aleph, second line in. By the two dots, where it says Ganavetavah beYom Kippur. So, if someone stole something and slaughtered it on Yom Kippur, and the Gemara starts with asking a question, Amre, Amai, why does he have to pay times four times five? Nehide katla leka malkut miha ika. If there's no chiyuv mita, if someone works on Yom Kippur, does melacha, there's no chiyuv mita, but you do get makot vekayavalan deeno lo keum shalem. And we have a rule that there's no double punishment in our religion. Meaning, if you're going to get makot, then you're not paying. So Amre Ahamani, who's this Mishnah? Like Rabbi Meir, he the Amar lo keum shalem. Rabbi Meir holds, yes, you could get makot for the working, and you'll also get the times four times five. But the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir, afilu tavach beShabbat. Then even if you slaughtered on Shabbat, you should be Hayav times four times five. And our Mishnah said Patur. And if you want to say that Rabbi Meir holds of the concept of getting Makot and paying, but if they're killing him, then he doesn't have to pay. But we have a Braita that says, Or or ganav shor haniskal utvacho, or if he stole a shor that's supposed to get uh, that's supposed to get stoned for goring or something, and he stole it. Meshalem arba'av hamishad. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir holds you pay times four times four. V'hachamim potrin. My bottom line is, you see, Rabbi Meir says if you steal and slaughter on Shabbat or or for whatever it is, there's punishment of death, and you have to pay times four times five. So the command says, Amre, Barmina de Hahid. No, you gotta, don't even think of that Braita. It's not even a question from that Braita. De Hai, Tamar Allah, Amar Rabbi Yaakov, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, because it was said on that Braita that Rabbi Yaakov said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, and some say it was Amar Rabbi Yirmiya, Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, that Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Ila'a, Vichol Haburata, and all the rabbis, Mishemid, Rabbi Yohanan, they all said in the name of, uh, of Rabbi Yohanan, that Braita is talking about a situation where the thief told someone else to slaughter it. He didn't tell him to slaughter on Shabbat or for Avodah Zarah. The Shaliyah himself went and slaughtered on Shabbat or Avodah Zarah. And the Gemara doesn't understand. How, how, how could we have a situation where this person is sinning and this person is the one who's obligated to pay? The person sending him, the original thief, he has to pay. Meanwhile, the other person, his shaliyah, is the one who's doing the avirah. He's the one who's slaughtering. So Amar Abar Abar explains, Shaniach over here is different. The Amar Kerat Vahom Kharo is slaughtering or selling him. The same way selling, you have to pay times four, times five, even though it's only done through someone else, meaning you need a, another partner in order to make the sale happen and be higher than times four, times five. So same thing when it comes to slaughtering, if someone else did it, you would have to pay times four, times five. The Bishmael Tana, 
in the Shiva of Rabbi Ishmael, they explained, or that extra O is coming to add the messenger. When it says, when it says, when it says, that's for the Shaliyah. So now, so Morzutra has a question. How can it be that the person sending the other person's half times four times five when the other person is doing the, the sin? Meaning, is there such thing that if a person himself did this specific avira, he would not have to, uh, to he would not have to pay, or he wouldn't have to have this repercussion? But yet, if the shaliyah does it, then he is. Meaning, if I myself did it, I'm not hayav. But if he does it, then I'm hayav. Is there such thing? So I'm over there with stealing and slaughtering by yourself on Shabbat. The reason you're patu from times four times five is love bishum de It's not because you're not have ela de kam because you're stuck with a bigger problem now. You have to uh, it's it's capital punishment. They're going to kill him. Now, if the Brayta is talking about someone else doing the sin, someone else slaughtering it, then why are Hachamim arguing on Rabbi Meir and saying that he's patu from paying times four times five? Meaning at the end of the day, he didn't get his hayu of mitah, and yet he slaughtered it. Amred, hachamim, answer, man hachamim. Who's the, the hachamim of that brayta? It's Rabbi Shimon. The amash shechita she'na la she'amash shechita. Rabbi Shimon holds a shechita that's not going to be eaten, meaning it's a not kosher shechita, that's not a shechita. And therefore, it wouldn't count as slaughtering it and having to pay times four times five. He doesn't have to. So the Gemara asks, "Amre Bishlama Avodazara Veshoraniskal Shachita Shenaru Reuyahi." I understand Avodazara, or if it's an ox that's supposed to get killed anyways because it gored. I understand why that's a shachita that's not meant for eating. Makes total sense. Ela Shabbat Shachita Reuyahi. But if you slaughter it on Shabbat, it's it's you could eat it. The Tanara Shochet B'Shabbat or B'Yom Kippurim. If someone slaughtered on Shabbat, Yom Kippur, even though you have mitah, the shahita is kasher, the animal is kosher. So again, why did Hachamim poter from times four times five? So Amre, so the Gemara explains, because the Tana who said you don't have to pay times four times five, the, that Tana, who held if someone slaughtered on Shabbat, it's asur to be eaten forever. The Tanan, if someone cooked on Shabbat by mistake, yachel, you're allowed to eat it. Bimezid on purpose, then lo yachel, you're not allowed to eat it. That's the very bimeira. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, b'shogeg, yachel motzei Shabbat. If it was done on Shabbat by mistake, you're allowed to eat it motzei Shabbat. Bimezid on purpose, lo yachel on meat, you can never eat it. Rabbi Yehuda Sandlar Omer, b'shogeg, yachel motzei Shabbat laherim velo lo. Rabbi Yehuda said, if someone cooked on Shabbat by mistake, you're allowed to eat it Motzei Shabbat, but other people are allowed to eat it. And you, the, the person himself is not allowed to. However, Bimezid, if he did on purpose, Lo Yachel Olamit, Lo Lo Bilalacharim, he can't eat it, not him, not anyone else. And you have to say, Hachamim in the Braytao, so you don't have to pay times four times five, is Rabbi Yehuda Sandlar, or they hold like Rabbi Yehuda Sandlar, who said that anything done on Shabbat is a sore forever, and therefore it's considered a Shehita Shehna 
And my Ta'amad Rabbi Yohanan Sallallahu What's his reason that anything done on Shabbat on purpose is a sore forever? Because Kedidarish Rabbi Hiya Pithada Ben Like Rabbi Hiya was Doresh at the uh, at, uh, opening of the, the, the Nasi's Yeshiva It says Ushmartem et Shabbat ki Kodesh hi lachem you have to keep, you have to watch over the Shabbat because it's Kodesh. Ma Kodesh asur ba'achila, af maaseh Shabbat asur ba'achila. The same thing, anything that is Kodesh hekdesh, you're not allowed to eat. Same thing, anything made on Shabbat is also asur to, to be eaten. Now, e ma Kodesh asur ba'af maaseh Shabbat asur ba'ana. Maybe the same way Kodesh, you're not allowed to have any benefit. Maybe if you did something on Shabbat, you're not allowed to have benefit. Tamud lomar, on the other hand, it says lachem. It says kikodeshi lachem, meaning shalachem yehe. It belongs to you. You're allowed to have benefit from it. And Rabbi Chia continues, yachol afilu beshogeg. Maybe even if done beshogeg, you're not allowed to eat it. Tamud lomar mechalalei mot yumat. That's only bemezid, meaning if you're mechalal Shabbat on purpose and you're hayav mita. Meaning bemezid amartilach. Only when it's bemezid, when you did it on purpose and you're hayav mita. Only then, if you do it on purpose, if you do a melacha on purpose, it would be like Hegdesh, and you're not allowed to have any benefit from it. Velo not if you did it by mistake. And by the way, in regards to what Rabbi Yohanan Sandlar's opinion is in regards to Ma'aseh Shabbat, is a mahluk between them. Had Amar, one of them said, Ma'aseh Shabbat de'oraita. It's, you're not allowed to eat it from the Torah. The Hadamah Ma'aseh Shabbat is only the Rabbanan. Man de'amar de'oraita kedamaran. According to the rabbi who says from the Torah, it's like we just explained, mechalea motiumat, and that's where Yubihanan HaSendlar also holds. Man de'amar, it's the Rabbanan. He'll tell you, amar kera kodeshu. The Torah said it's kodesh. Hu kodesh ve'en ma'asav kodesh. Meaning the Shabbat itself is kodesh. But any melacha you do on Shabbat is not kodesh; it's just a gzerat hachamim that you're not allowed to benefit. Now, bishlama leman deamar deoraita. I understand according to the rabbi who says deoraita am tulehachi patre rabbanan. That's why rabbanan are poter. That's the reason hachamim say you don't have to pay times four times five because it's a shchita that's not reuia. You're not going to eat from it anyways. Elaman de amar de rabbanan, but according to the rabbis who say maaseh shabbat is only the rabbanan, amai patre rabbanan. Why are hachamim poter? Technically, it's a kosher shchita, and you should have to pay times four times five. Meaning, since midoraita, so can hachamim only uh, are the ones who came in and said it's asur to eat it. But still, you should have to pay the times four times five since it's technically kosher. So the Gemara responds, No, ashara, avodah zara, veshora niskal. They'll explain when Hakim said potrim, it's not talking about the shaitan Shabbat, it's talking about the other things, about the animals slaughtered for avodah zara and the ox that was supposed to be stoned. And according to Bimeir, the one who's slaughtering for Avodah Zarah, why does he have to pay times four times five? Once you slaughtered a little bit of it for Avodah Zarah, the whole thing becomes Asur. And at that point, Idach, whatever the rest of the animal that he's slaughtering, At that point, it becomes something that you're not allowed to have any benefit from. It's totally Asur, and it doesn't, the animal doesn't belong to the original owner. It's already Asur to him. So the Gemara responds, 
We're taught Rabbi Meir is Mechayev, the person who's slaughtering for Abadazza, only in a situation where someone slaughtered and said, at the end of the Shechita is when I'm going to be doing the Abadazza. So it's not a source straight from the get go. Okay, so now in regards to Shorhani Skal, if someone slaughtered an ox that's supposed to be stoned, he has to pay times four times five. Um, but why? It's something that you're not allowed to have benefit from. And love de marekatava. He's not slaughtering something that belongs to the owner. It's not in his owner. That's it. It's, uh, you're not allowed to have an from it. So asking What are we talking about? When Rabbi Meir says Yahayaf times four times five on Shoniskal is Kegon Shimasuru Le Shomer. We're talking about a situation where the original owner gave it to, uh, to someone to watch it. And while it's in the, the Shomer's backyard, it, it, it damaged something. And they warned him three times. He became a Shor Mu'ad in the, in the watchman's house. And this ox was sentenced to death in the, in the watchman's house. And his, it's his responsibility. He holds like Rabbi Yaakov who explained that if the Shomer gives uh, back the animal after it was worn three times and it's a gore and counts a Shomer, if he gave it back to the original owner, that's it, he was patur and he doesn't have to pay another ox. He could say, here's your ox, it belongs to you, leave me alone. On the other end, he also holds like Rabbi Shimon, the Amar, the Bara Gorem Le Mamon, Kemamon Dami. Rabbi Shimon holds anything that can bring in money, even though it itself is not worth anything, but it is considered money. The Tanan, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kadashim Shehayav Bahar Yutan, if there's things that are Kodesh, that the owner would have to pay if they got lost. Let's say he made a vow, this uh, this cup is going to go to the Beit HaMikdash, this sheep is going to be a Korban, whatever he said. Uh, he's responsible if a, a thief stole it and he slaughtered it, he would be Hayaf times four times five. And even though they're a Kodesh, but still, since as long as this sheep is here, the the original owner doesn't have to give another sheep, so it is money. It is worth something to him. In a sense, it's worth him not having to bring another korban. So you see that Rabbi Shimon holds something that can bring in money. It's as if it's money. And here's the, and here's the issue here that the the shomer could have given back this shore to the original owner, and he wouldn't have to pay anything. But you slaughtered it, now he's hayaf to give the original owner an animal. So you owe him times four, times five. And Amarav Kanamita I said this in front of Rav Zavid, this whole back and forth. And I asked him a question. Could you really say, Amishnah, that if someone slaughtered Yom Kippur, he has to pay times four, times five, like Rabbi Meir? He's the one who holds that if someone gets makot, you have to pay. Also, you can do that both. If you look at Rabbi Shimon, you really, it's not Rabbi Shimon. You know, Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold it like this. But it says in, in the end of the Mishnah that Rabbi Shimon exempts in the two cases where if you slaughter it and it's a terefa or you slaughtered Hulim da Azara, Miklal, what am I understanding? It sounds like he agrees to the rest of the Mishnah. 
Meaning, if someone slaughtered Yom Kippur, you would have to pay times four times five. So Amar Leir of Zavid explained, Allah, you can't understand that from Rabbi Shimon that he would agree the first part. Rather, you have to understand, It sounds like Rabbi Shimon agrees that if someone slaughters for animals or just for healing purposes, it is considered a normal shahitan. You would have to pay. But if someone slaughtered Yom Kippur, maybe Rabbi Shimon would say he's patur because you can't get double punishment getting makot and paying. Next, we learned the Mishnah, Ganav Mishel Aviv Machar, someone stole from his father an animal, and he slaughtered it, he sold it, then the father died, and then they has to pay times four, times five. Ba'amine Rabba Mirav Nachman. Rabba has a question for Rabba Nachman. Ganav Shor Shel Sheneshu Tafinut Vahav. Someone stole a cow that belongs to two people, partners. And he admitted to one of them. That means one of them took him to court and admitted over there, and the other one took him to court and he lied to him over there. Ma, what's the halakha? Does he have to pay the times four times five to one of them or not? Meaning, it says five bakar you have to pay, and not five halves, meaning you pay for the whole cow, not for the half the cow that this uh, partner owns. You don't all have them five. Or maybe. Or maybe when you said five bakar in the Torah, it means even five halves. So Amalir of Rahman told him, Hamisha Bakar Marhamana Hamisha Hatsay Bakar. We said five bakar, meaning the whole thing, not five halves. So Etive Rabban asked question of Rahman. We learned in our Mishnah, Ganamishalavivahumakar. Someone stole from his father, slaughtered it, sold it, then his father died. Mishalim Tashlumar Bahav Hamisha has to pay times four times five, I guess, to the brothers. Now look at this case. Once the father dies, that means as if he admitted, meaning he doesn't have to pay the from the animal anymore. The same way in one case he admitted, and that was enough. Over here, the case is the father died, and there's no one to pay except himself. But it still says, it still says he has to pay times four times five. Now, he's a partner in this cow with his brothers, so it sounds like you have to pay four halves, five halves. So Amar Leir, Rav Nachman, told Rabbah, what are we talking about? Here we're talking about a father who came to court while he was still alive, and that's when everything happened, and then he died. So that's why he has to pay five for the entire cow. So, the, so again, Rabbah now asks, Let's say the father didn't go to Betin. It doesn't have to pay times four times five. If that's the, the if that's the case, Adetane Sefa when the Sefa says and then the Sefa will be on the Fa'in Dal Ramud Bet. Adetane Sefa Ganav Michel Aviv Umet if he stole from his father and died. And then afterwards he sold it, slaughtered it, whatever it is. He does not have to pay times four times five. Why don't we just just explain the whole sugya like that? Meaning, just say, when you have times four times five, let the Mishnah say when he when the father came to Betin, okay, at that point forward, he has to pay times four times five. If the father never made it to court before he died, he doesn't have to pay times four times five because he he, he has a hand in it, it would be to pay, like paying four halves, five halves. Amar le, Rabbi Ahmad told him, you're right. 
Rather, you have to say, I did in a sieve resha and a ganav michel aviv at the abacho machar v'hagach mit aviv. Rather, you have to bring the, you have to say that since the resha said he stole from his father, slaughtered it, and then his father died, then a sieve sefa and aviv, and the sefa also said, ganav michel aviv, vomet aviv, v'hagach tavacho machar. They also mentioned in the sefa that he stole from his father, and his father died, and then he sold and, uh, or slaughtered. Now that was day one. Let's afra the next morning. Rav Nachman goes back and says to Rav Amarei, Hamisha Bakar Amar Hamana v'Afilu Hamisha Hatzae Bakar. When we say Hamisha Bakar, even if it's five halves, even if it's if, even if he has to pay times five to one of the partners, he still has to pay the times five of the half. What's the reason I didn't say this last night? It's because the law achle bisra the Torah and eat meat of of an ox last night. Now some say Rashi explains that means he wasn't medakde, he didn't pay attention to the whole din. Tosfot says he was in a ta'anit. Either way, I wasn't in my right mind to give up sakalcha. I thought about it overnight after I'm calm and relaxed. I got something to eat and I changed my mind. So now Rabbah asks him, Ve'ela ma'ishana resha, o ma'ishana sefa, then what's the difference between the first Mishnah and the second? In the first one, we said that if he stole, and if and then he sold it, or slaughtered it, when, while the father was alive, then he died, you have to pay times four times five. And in the sefa, we explained that he does not have to pay from four and times five. So Amar there, Nachman explained, resha, when he slaughtered it, while the father was still alive, karina be'utvahoku lo be'isura, when he slaughtered it, he slaughtered the entire thing when it was still a sword. It belonged to your father, so you stole it. You saw you slaughtered it while your father was alive. It's, it was considered stolen. Therefore, you have to pay times four times five. Sefa lo karina beut isura. In the sefa where he stole it, then the father dies. Then he slaughtered it. It was not slaughtered when it was totally asur. He still got some sort of part in this cow. It's sort of his yerusha also. And that's why he doesn't have to pay times four times five. Now here's a fascinating Tosafot. Tosafot says that they understand from the sugya over here that if a person is owed a fine, like this father over here, and then he died, the fine now goes to the children. And according to Tosafot, Rabban Rav Nachman over here argue on Abayin Rabban Masechet Ketubot. Over there they say that a fine cannot be transferred to the children. Now that's the regular Tosfot, but according to Ri, Rabban and Rav Nachman didn't argue on Abaye and Rabban Ketubot. But the situation over here is Betin told the son who's a thief, you have to give your father. And that's why it's considered already money and he's allowed to transfer money to his children. At that meaning, it's not just a fine. At that point, once they gave a Psaq it's as if it's already in his bank account. Meaning from the words Hayavatali Ten Law, means it's already money and because he didn't tell him tseten law the case didn't finish yet and that's why he still has to give the he still has to give times four times five and according to re a person can give over a fine that he's owed to his children the sugyan ktubot is talking in regards to a korban if the person they're making a claim on they claim he's lying and he's caught does he have to give a korban or not Re basically saying that there's no argument between the two, two sugyot. Very kedai to look at uh, this big tosvot, and we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem leolam. Amen. Ve amen.